This is Siren with their track Emil on Tell Craig Your Story podcast.
Hello everyone, Craig here. Welcome to another edition of the podcast, Tell Craig Your Story. Today we'll be speaking to two members of the original band based out of Shanghai, Siren. Now we have lead guitarist Thomas and drummer Stephen. And I caught up with them on the night of their album release, Manifest. And my band, Full Throttle, was lucky enough to play on this show as well. It was an amazing night. Siren are currently on tour in China at the moment. They've been to Guangzhou, they've been to Beijing, and this weekend they're in Xi'an. So if you get a chance, definitely get out to see them. At the start of the podcast, you will hear Emil, and at the end of the podcast, you will hear Maria. Now, Soren are one of the best original bands to come out of Shanghai, and they're definitely waving the flag for the original music here. And Siren will also be playing at the Shanghai Calling Music Festival, which will be happening next weekend. But before we go, please go to our website. We are at Podbean. Tell Craig Your Story at podbean.com. We have a link tree there which tells you where Tell Craig Your Story podcast is streaming. We are on all the major streaming services, Google Podcast, Apple iTunes, and we also have a YouTube channel. Make sure you're subscribing to get all the latest updates. We have VK for our Russian listeners and WeChat for our Chinese listeners. At Till Craig Your Story. All right, here we go. This is my chat with Thomas and Stephen from Siren on Till Craig Your Story podcast. Hi guys, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey Craig, we're doing good. Yeah, we're well, thanks. Excellent. Very special day today. We've had some birthdays. Two so birthdays this week. Yeah. Actually. No, uh, well, and one tomorrow as well. We've got uh, we've got Josh's tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mine two days ago and yours four days ago. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, two days before that. Yeah. 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 Wow. But tonight, the big album launch. You should be very proud of this. It's a very amazing achievement. So tell us about how you've come to this stage. Um, what are you going to play tonight? And yeah, sure, sure, sure. I can. Say that's an easier uh, question, question to answer. Yeah, because we're playing the whole record. We're going to play it front to back. Is and that the first time you've done that? Yeah, definitely. Right. Why? Why are we doing that? Because yeah. uh, tonight is a celebration of you know how far we've come. These songs, these stories. Mm. Right? And so we wanted to, we didn't want to pick and choose, mm. you know, we wanted to, to pay tribute to the whole kit and caboodle. Right. And some stuff that we don't usually get to play. play live, right? yeah. 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 So we've got, um, Reed formerly of desert tides of lithium. And then my other band memory lane, right. He's coming in to play a couple songs at the end, uh, that, that we don't usually get to play because the, the two guitar parts are really specific. And then Kyle of memory lane, um, is going to be playing a couple of songs at the beginning where the arrangement is, you know, more like how it sounds on the record. Right. Uh, we got Jason from Chimera Cold coming in and doing some screams. Nice. Some songs, right? Come so, on. Yeah. Make, you know, and so to add I got a bit my of shirt. Flavor, and he, he features on the record as well, actually. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, you know, sort of a, a tribute. And, and for example, the last song on the record, Coda, that um, Ike and I just kind of did ourselves, right? We, we never play that live. Like, there's right. never an opportunity for us to play that live. It was like tonight, fuck it, let's do everything. Yeah. And for you, Stephen, what's tonight mean to you? Well, I mean, it's uh, it's a year of work, a year of work. Um, some of the songs I wrote a very, very long time ago, like more than 10 years ago. Yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. And basically, I've sat on them all this time. 
Waiting for the right time. Well, yeah, I mean, waiting for the right time, the right band. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, like, you're in Banjax, so not that sort of style of music? Um, see, one of the songs, one of the songs, a song called Gary, mm. um, we performed with Banjax, but it was kind of a song that stood out in the set because stylistically it's quite different. Mm. Like, Banjax is kind of um, a pop-punk band, uh, and that song's a bit more, can I say metal? I, I, I wouldn't necessarily call it metal, but it's... It's kind of chuggy. Hard edge. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. And for today, when did you start recording this album? Before lockdown. Right. So it's actually, uh, I think it, we started in November 2021. We got about halfway through. Um, lockdown happened and it kind of just threw us off kilter. And so, since then, we've kind of just done it in small pieces. Uh, it was ready, I'd say, about three three or four months ago. And that time we've just been mixing it and making small edits to make it sound better. Yeah, right. Because mm. I was speaking to you, Tom, about this, uh, about how you wrote the songs. Like You are talking, you, you did a lot of work during that COVID lockdown period, turning it into a positive, right? Yeah, for sure. But most for the most part, um, so we did do a four track acoustic EP uh, during lockdown called Marooned. And you can find acoustic versions of the songs um, that are on the record, actually. Um, so that was something that kind of kept us busy. And then during lockdown, a big thing was actually writing songs for the second album. So right. actually, actually, the second album is almost totally written now as we're uh, releasing the first. And in fact, like because the you know recording the, the first album was so stop and start, we even started integrating songs from the second album into our set because right. like, we've been playing these songs for so long. It's like, we got to mix it up somehow. Yeah. And we'll probably talk about it a little bit later, but rock opera is the, the new... That's the new project. New yeah. project, yeah. Because yeah. you had like themes for this one. Mm-hmm. And you have a, like an ongoing theme for the next one? In some ways, it is an ongoing theme. It's funny because kind of a centerpiece song of the opera is actually one that Steven wrote and then didn't quite make it onto this album because the band, like, we just weren't quite, uh, we weren't we weren't quite getting it together on that mm. one. But it's going to be on the, on the second one. And I took that, the lyrics of that and the idea, this character, Violet, and I put her in a totally different story and setting. So something about me is I love Dungeons and Dragons, actually. I love right. Pathfinder. I like uh, tabletop and stuff. And uh, I came up with this like elaborate fantasy setting and then pitched it to Steven and our, our former drummer Galen one time. Hmm. And literally, I was just like reading off of my phone for like 10 minutes in this dirty basement under Tang University like, staring <laughs> at me like, like, who oh. is this virgin? Right. Just like spewing this nonsense at us. And I'm like, okay, that was it. And I left the room and I went to the bathroom and I'm like, not only are they not going to accept it, they're going to kick me out of the band. Right. Because they like, can't be seen with me anymore. And then I walk back in and they're like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Right. Like we're in, <laughs> we're going to actually do it. Saying it was just dirty makes it sound only a little bit. It's, it's yeah. disgusting. Yes, yeah, it really, really is disgusting. Uh, you, you've rehearsed there. Yeah, actually. many times. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to go past. You go, you go in there and you look at the ceiling and you're like, every time, <laughs> it's getting closer to you. It's like, <laughs> we we, like, we somehow come somehow come out of there alive every time, which is uh, a miracle. Yeah, we're going off topic, but you got to go past that toilet. Oh my god, 
I don't know when the last time that's been cleaned. But anyway, I want to get back to the album that you're bringing out. Why does it have all names as the... Uh, that's my fault. <laughs> so, um, was it carrying on like a certain theme or topic? Kind of. Mm. So, I, I don't know about you, but when I, I write songs, when I start writing songs and I have the idea... I save a file somewhere, maybe it's uh, some chords or a riff or something like that. And then I just give the file a name and come back to it later. Right. And I kind of did that with a couple of songs. Oh. <laughs> um, one of them is called Alice. One of them is called Gary. But actually, they, they fit the songs. So I kept them. And then moving on from that, I like to read history. Hmm. So a lot of the songs after that are based on based on real characters, but I kind of just wanted to change them a bit to add my own thing to the characters and kind of make them a little more faceless, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's very interesting. And you got uh, something to add to the... Well, uh, yeah, I got like faceless by which you mean like not so strongly associated with the historical figure, right? Mm, it's, yeah. it's more, yeah, like broad than that. And even um, even Mickey, who has one song on the record because he mm. joined the band later, but we uh, like 11th hour, Stephen was like, no, we should have this we on the record. Yeah, like very, very, <laughs> very last minute, but we did it. And um, but that also follows the same theme. Actually, mm. uh, I believe Floyd Collins uh, was a miner who was uh, trapped underground for, for how long? Oh, I, no, yeah. he was. He was um, it was an Arctic explorer that went to the Arctic and didn't come back. Mm, basically, there you go. Yeah, that's a good idea to sort of get the the ball rolling, like you know, get some ideas for lyrics. Yeah. Are you coming up with lyrics, or how does that how does that process work with writing a song? Do you write the song and then send it through to the rest of the band, or? Yeah. So, um, Stephen and I have pretty similar songwriting processes, which is um, so for this record, uh, it's um, it's twelve tracks. Stephen wrote seven. Uh, Mickey wrote one. Right. Um, and so I wrote the remaining four, but uh, two of them, one is just an instrumental intro and one is the coda, which is just like a minute and a half little acoustic cut. So yeah. I only have like two like proper songs on the record, which is partially why I then wrote 17 songs for the next one. <laughs> Rock up that. Yeah, yeah. just like, all right, all right, I'm getting more fucking songs <laughs> on the next one. God damn it. I have so many goddamn ideas. Like I will overwhelm you with ideas. <laughs> so anyway, so yeah. Uh, so the, the, the thing about the names, another angle to it is that mm. like they have their origin in these historical figures but then the idea is these are all passengers aboard a ship that went down a ghost ship yeah. you beat me you beat me to it okay i was gonna say am i gonna be on board the <laughs> rms white star today <laughs> yes yes you are yes, oh you thank are. you thank you and, and captain Ica will introduce you to uh to our passengers who's the animation person doing this uh, that would be me. Oh, you're not right. going to see any animations today, unfortunately, oh, okay. because uh, AKAK doesn't have a screen. Oh. Mm. But yeah. are you going to put the makeup on? Yeah. and the 100% definitely, yes. Why? Why do you do that? Um, it's to go with the theme. Mm. So if we're, if we're the crew of a ghost ship, then really we should be ghosts. That's true. Yeah. Mm, that's very interesting. Uh, like, was that in the COVID period? You're doing that? Uh, that started before COVID. So uh, I think we did it maybe right. for three shows before that. Um, so before Thomas was on board, we were already dressing the same. Right. And he came along and was like, 
if you're going to be ghosts, be ghosts. Mm. Let's paint our faces. And there everyone just looked at him like, that's a genius suggestion. Yeah. Well, well done. <laughs> yeah. Mm. And talk about like, you've done some shows before this album release as well. You, you're going all over China and Hong Kong as well. Tell us about the shows you've played so far uh, to support this album. Yeah, sure. Well, so Hong Kong actually was um, uh, the second part of a, a two-part uh, series of shows, uh, the first of which was in Guangzhou, mm. where we opened for Hog Choker. The second one actually was just Hog Choker, but Stephen uh, filled in on drums for them uh, at that point. Um, but yeah, so leading up to this, yeah, we've played uh, Huli's Guangzhou. We also played uh, Muni in Beijing, which was big for me. Uh, it's in the Shichahai area, and, and that was the first city I moved to in China, actually. Mm, so getting yeah, to play right. Beijing for the first time in like three years, actually, was was huge for me. Yeah. Um, so that was a great experience. And then, yeah, in, in the lead up to this, no, we've had a really busy schedule. Um, we played... Uh, old Yuyintong. Um, yeah, we've played um, pretty pretty much like the the major like rock venue. So Yuyintong, Yuyintong Park sees okay, okay. A couple more places where we're trying to make uh, um, headway. And then over the last month, just Stephen went on this tear where he was just like hitting up everyone that he knew, being like like let's let's go here, let's go there, like you know let's get all these shows out of town. And so yeah, we've basically managed to <laughs> construct a, a summer tour actually have you always been so focused on the like the promoting you're so good at it like oh, spreading man. the word you, you, you say that like i i know there's a lot to learn mm. like and admittedly sometimes i look at other bands see something they've done and think that's an absolute genius thing mm. so the idea for making videos for example came from flip house mm. so do you remember when flip house released their album they made all these really really fun little videos yes uh, and, and those guys are just incredibly charismatic anyway yes and you know i i don't know if i have their charisma so i'm coming in from a different angle come on yeah, yeah. and i remember you did another video and you were getting all the all the rock musicians and entertainers in shanghai tell us about that yeah so um I remember uh, one day it was right after we got uh, we got COVID the first time mm. in the dead of winter, <sighs> and I had to go in to pick up some stuff at work because Steve and I work in the same place, different divisions, the same place, and so. Um, and then when we were there, uh, we had lunch, and it was so cold that day. It was just bitterly cold, and we felt like shit. And then as I'm leaving, he's like, "I I, I need a homework assignment from you. I need a lyric music video for for Gary." And then I thought about it and I was like, how do I do this? Right. Cause there's a, there's a few ways to go about it. You know, you just throw up like a title card, different fonts and you add some filters and stuff like that. And I was just thinking and thinking and thinking is like, this sucks. Like it was like <laughs> all my ideas fucking sucked. And then I, I, I thought about like, what are some, you know, videos with that kind of concept that are great. And I think recently I had discussed weird Al. I had just seen the movie actually, oh, yeah. not, not, not yes. that long before weird. And um and I thought of uh, subterranean homesick blues mm. and and uh, Weird Al's parody of that Bob right and I was like oh there we go right that, that's it right <laughs> just and I just told like whoever was just like just hold up a piece of paper with the lyric who am I gonna tell right like how do we go so we bit this big spreadsheet on Tencent actually like here are all the people that were asking to do this have they done it anything like that and the cool thing was like eventually I was like I didn't say um hold up a piece of paper. I said, yeah. 
just do show it me. Yeah, the, like like just give me the words somehow, and then we got these incredibly creative yeah. <laughs> ideas, right? Yeah, I remember. I got a message too. You yes. messaged me. I was in Australia at the time, so I was lucky to get away from the whole Shanghai lockdown. So when you sent me the message, it was like, oh yeah, I'll do it. And I was like trying to figure something to do. And then you asked me again. I was like, yeah, it's ask okay. somebody else. <laughs> it's, it's okay, man. The, the, the thing that Jen did was definitely better than anything you would have come up with. <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that yeah. with no disrespect, hers was like the best thing in the video. Yeah, it was really, it was, it was really cool. I really like David Kalman's one. Mm. So um, I sent him the message and he was like, I'm about to board a plane. And what he did is he drew, um, he drew on his tablet and filmed it in the toilet in the plane. <laughs> and it was for the line. Cause you're so far below me. Ah. Mm. Well, do you want to share the way that Kelvin used to perform that line? Do it. Do it. No. <laughs> 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 okay, uh, actually, I maybe the PG rate. We, <laughs> the PG <bit>. that <laughs> that line that line got changed. But I'm I'm not going to say. That <laughs> line. Anyone that um saw Banjax back in the day may know what that line used to be. Just say it very slowly. Below me. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was it's kind of kind of cringe. Yeah. Mm. Our band, your band, we played in. I still get, keep getting that wrong <laughs> And that was so cool as well uh, Getting a chance to play with you guys again So um, yeah And I heard that you just You played awesome in uh, Was it Hong Kong and Guangzhou? Um, so yeah again I, I didn't get to play Hong Kong unfortunately Steven uh, from my understanding played great with Hog Choker uh. Um, But yeah Guangzhou Was crazy So a big thing So Beijing was kind of my China hometown kind of show and right. it, it was definitely Mickey's because he lived there for a long time oh, and he'd yeah, been to right. Hulu's many times actually he, yeah Mickey um, Mickey was like a child that had been told he's gonna get his favorite thing for Christmas <laughs> right. when, when, when we mentioned Hulu's he was mm. like yeah let's go let's go now <laughs> <laughs> Let, let's go there and just camp until it's mm. ready you know it's time to play and, and, mm. and where is Mickey today where, where is he not too, too good for the podcast yeah. or uh, is he like Josh putting his makeup on, or <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll see him later when he holds up a bass and oh plays yeah, along with you. <laughs> yeah, he's a busy boy, isn't he? He is, yeah. I'm sure he's got other projects. As far as I'm aware, he hasn't. He oh. did have um, a project called Band Burners, where they they were doing um, not necessarily folk songs, but folk versions of popular songs. No, which was um, it was a lot of fun to watch, a lot of fun to listen to. <laughs> And that that guy actually has an amazing singing voice. Mm, there you go. Mm. Maybe something for the future. Yeah, definitely. Let's go back into your history. Brief introduction, what you do in the band, and uh, a bit of background on your musical background. Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, my name's Tom. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so I play guitar for Siren. Um, I didn't start on uh, guitar with Siren, but uh, <clears throat> going back from there, I guess, uh, I don't know how far back you want me to go. <laughs> I, I, uh, I taught myself guitar um, with my sister's guitar. She, she showed me a couple things, but I basically just kind of taught myself because I really wanted to play Tool and Rage Against the Machine. Come on. Um, and, uh, and it was a long road until I could, you know, kind of muster something. Yeah. You know, now we've got a song where... There's literally a moment where I'm like, Stephen, if you fuck up this part to 46 and 2 <laughs> one more time, right, I'm going to beat your ass, 
right? And it, and it's like is like isn't this a siren song? I'm like yes, these are both things are true at the same time. Anyway, so yeah, I, I taught myself guitar just sort of like um, you know just 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 slaving away. Sometimes I remember one time I got snowed in uh, in Virginia in February, snowed in for like two weeks. And I would play guitar for like seven, eight hours a day. Yeah, right. Just, just wow. Like that was that was a big breakthrough for me. Actually, awesome. just like just keep going. Like I, I want to be able to play the stuff. You know, just your favorite song. Yeah, yeah. No, I I think I was already writing at that point. I think oh, yeah, I, was, okay. I was also trying to come up with some with some original stuff. Like very early on, I started trying to write. Hmm. Yeah, so that was that was a big moment for me. Um, when I went to college, I was in like this kind of hard blues band, I guess, and uh, we did some pop covers as well. That was fun. I kept doing like acoustic stuff throughout the rest of college and stuff. Kind of put down the guitar a little bit when I was in New York. And then when I moved to Beijing, um, I was at this training center and brought in a guitar just to do a little, you know, activity with the kids. And uh, a guy there, Trevor, um, turned out to be a musician as well. An incredible voice. And he just said, hey, just play something. And then he just and like I, I played him one of my riffs and he just started off the top coming up with these these beautiful melodies and lyrics yeah. and stuff and so we formed a two-man band in beijing called h flat minor and mm. we did okay actually it was two of us and we could just practice in my apartment and we got paid sometimes so that that band actually like kind of turned a profit in a way like yeah right not not big money or anything but like our expenses were so low wow. and then the the first wave of covid just killed us uh, it mm. just it just ended um our ability to play anymore and so i left uh came to shanghai and then when I, when i came to shanghai it was um it, you know, I, again, I kind of felt like like my music career was almost over when I when I got to, to my job now. Um, Kyle and I were, were working together and just one day uh, I popped into his office like, hey, it's my birthday today. Come out with me. And we went to Yuntong Park, which I'd never been to before. And we saw a, a three-piece pop-punk band called Banjax. Come on. And we started dancing around, knocked over Kyle's girlfriend, broke a glass. <laughs> oh, no. Immediately. Like, that was weird. <laughs> um, uh, and then uh, and then afterwards, um, got to talking with the band. And, uh, and, and that was actually the first time Steve and I met. We had never actually seen each other at work. But yeah, we happened to right. work at the same place. Wow. I forgot that that was Kyle's birthday. I knew, I knew that was Kyle's birthday, but I'd forgotten. Kyle, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle's in the room. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, and then uh, one time, uh, Stephen and I were, were hanging out in the music room at the place where we work, and he picked up a guitar, started playing a riff, and I picked up a bass and started playing along. Um, and uh, and then a few weeks later, he contacts me and he shows me this video on Billy Billy and it's his band. He's like, "Do you like this?" He's like, "Do you like this kind of music?" I was like, mm. oh, "That was a good song." Yeah. He's like, "Okay, good, because I need a bassist." And I was like, "I don't really play <laughs> bass all that much." <laughs> I, uh, I want to play music. I, I was I was lucky. I had a buddy in Beijing and he left China and he gave me his bass. Actually, mm. yeah, at Epiphone Viola. No, Ika has it right now. Actually, she was thinking about learning bass. I believe she has brought it out of the bag one time. <laughs> uh, and that is it. Uh, she still doesn't know how to play bass. Uh, <laughs> she's had it for, I believe, a year. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's how that's going anyway. <laughs> um, anyway, so but yeah, so I did have a bass, fortunately. And I remember I showed up with my little practice amp because I didn't know that there were going to be amps <laughs> at the dirty basement. You know? I mean, look, it's the dirty basement, for God's <laughs> sakes. So, you know, so yeah, like I, I, I show up and I'm terrified. Like I've never played bass before uh, in a band, right? I've never, mm. I've never been in this kind of setting before. And mm. I'm like, they're gonna think that I suck, right? Like <laughs> I'm just worthless, right? And, and so yeah, but um, it turns out everyone was super nice, uh, super welcoming, mm. and stuff. Um, 
Yeah, at, at first I thought that um, that there was going to be a bigger uh, language barrier between uh, Ika, our lead singer, and myself because yeah. English is her second language. Um, but over time, like we've we've definitely gotten a lot better at uh, at communicating. Um, and yeah, no, like that was actually an, an, an early thing, weirdly enough, because like the, the guys in the band are great and stuff. But um, very early, like she and I also formed like a, a really um, close friendship yeah. and felt like, you know, we could communicate really well. And so that that helped me to kind of like ease myself <laughs> into the band a little bit. But, you, you know, it was, still, that. it was still scary, yeah. like to, to, you know, play this instrument that I, I had very little experience on, like live on stage and stuff. I was I was shaken before, you know, the first time we played at Yuntong. Man. Yeah. Um, and then unfortunately we had to go through some lineup changes, wound up, uh, uh, and then I wrote a couple songs and Steven just decided that's, ah, you know, you, I can, I guess, solo like 10% faster. So he decided to put me on guitar. <laughs> 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 yeah. Um, he's being modest. Like, um, when, when he came and played bass with us, it, it, yeah, we, we, we were, were happy with him straight away. Yeah. And, um, haven't seen him play guitar as soon as um our bassist sorry uh as soon as our guitarist left hmm. i w i took up the bass and put him wow. on, on lead one man band can play everything mm -hmm. wow yeah um well i'm <laughs> <laughs> i mean the, the original original demos like, like um thomas said he and i have a similar sort of songwriting process where we write a song um make a demo track and send it to the band mm -hmm. Mm. Um, the original demos, a lot of them, it's me on everything, yeah, including right. singing, which um, you, you don't want to hear. Trust <laughs> me. Mm. So, so let's talk a little bit about your background, musical background, and how how Siren actually formed. Okay, um, so it's a similar story. Um, as a teenager, mm. I, there was a day when I discovered uh, rock and metal, and decided to pick up an instrument and teach myself how to play it so originally it was bass then it was guitar which is i, I actually find a lot easier to play than bass personally what, what music were you listening to at that stage uh when you were learning see, my, my thing is I, I i kind of like european metal yeah right so um back then my favorite band was a band called the haunted um, I got into Opeth, um, Amorphous. Amorphous with a great album called Elegy, which I'd recommend to everyone. I think that album's a masterpiece. Yeah, right. Um, Slipknot with their original album, which was out at that time. Yes. Um, another one I listened to a lot at that time was um, Trouble Gun by Therapy and Americana by The Offspring. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there, there's... A bit of a... Yeah, but it's the, the ballpark kind of... You, you you you'll be able to hear a little bit of all of those plus um some other bands in siren yeah right yeah and why did you decide to come to china then and the question's for you too Tom. yeah i i i needed a change i think yeah yeah i, I think it's, it's the same thing for all of us like we're, we're all from prosperous countries that do offer a good life but I kind of felt that there was something missing for me, and I, I can't I can't lay my finger on what it is, but I feel that being here, I found it. Were you another one that said, "Oh, I'll go for twelve months, get some experience, and then come back home"? Absolutely, yeah. Me and, too. And 12, 12, <laughs> twelve months later, I remember because I actually I I moved back because um, 
well, uh, yeah, I moved back because my uh, my my dad was terminally ill, and I remember being on the plane thinking, I need to go back for this, but I know in my heart that I don't want to return to live in the UK because I'm not happy there. Yes. So I mean that 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 was that was a very tough time. It's very interesting mm. too. Like uh, people here in China ask me the same question. You're from Australia. You got the beaches. You got the everything. It's like why? And it's like I just needed a change. Exactly the same. Yeah. Yep. And I said four months and six years later. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's strange. Like you you don't realize how <laughs> until you do something like this, you don't realize how much. Maybe it's not for everyone, but how much you need it. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I needed it and, you know, I've, I've not looked back. And Tom, did you have the same thing? Like, what, what was your choice to come to China? Was it for study or was it to just try new things? Yeah, it was, um, it was after I finished uh, graduate school. Um, and uh, I was with, um, you know, my, my girlfriend at the time, now my wife. Um, and, uh, she hadn't actually lived in China full time, uh, in nine years, actually. She oh went yeah. To, right. She went wow. To the States, uh, in high school and then, you know, had finished high school, university and graduate school all in America. Yes. Um, and, um, after, after graduate school, we stayed in New York that summer in New York, man, the, there's the cost of living is just nuts. And <laughs> so I was, I was working two jobs, working at the bookstore still, the NYU bookstore, and then being a TA at N uh, NYFA, New York film Academy. Mm. And, um, that uh, was only for the summer. And so when that expired at NIFA, I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to make ends meet. And so I'm <laughs> you know, running around, running around. I'm on Indeed every day, like on the train, right, scouring it. And I see a listing. It's like Beijing, Shenzhen, Shanghai. And so I just like pitch it to her. Uh, I was like, what do you think? Like, you know, maybe maybe we should go live there for a while because um, mm. she hadn't seen her parents very much for a very long time. Um, her grandmother wasn't in great health, actually. Um, and so, uh, yeah, we decided to, to come over, um, after that summer. Um, and, uh, yeah, I had a similar idea it's like, we're going to go for a year or two and then, uh, and then come back and here we are coming up on five years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's been, um, way more, I guess one thing, one thing about it that's just like been blown my mind is how vibrant the social scene actually is. Um, and I think one reason for it is like, it, you know, New York, it's, it's very isolated. This is very much like stick to yourself kind of culture. And, and I appreciate that in some respects. But I, I think that when you're in a place like Beijing or Shanghai in the expat community, it's like, you know, we got to we got to stick, you know, stick yes, together. Gotta right? stick we got to hold on to each Definitely. other for your life. And then you can form, you know, little communities that way. Right. And you can get, you know, yourself a little incestuous music scene where everyone's in each other's band and in each other's <laughs> music videos and shit like that, you know. <laughs> Yeah, something um, I kind of do like about that as well. I mean, I, th I, th I do feel there is a divide between expat communities and local communities, but the music scene is one place where that, that divide kind of breaks down uh, in a, a really good, really refreshing way. And what do you think about the Shanghai music scene at the moment? There's a lot happening. Yeah. So I, I now. I, yeah. I mean, I would. So here's the thing. So there was a music scene pre-COVID. There was a music scene, another music scene pre-lockdown. Yes. And we're going into another era. And what what I feel, <laughs> it sounds kind of weird, but like 
I formed uh, this band with um, our singer, Aika, back in 2020. Yeah. And that makes us one of the long stays in the, yeah, in that's the right, yeah. music scene, which is crazy. Cause it's yeah. not been that long. Yeah. And up until, I would say up until we got Mickey on board, it was kind of shaky. Mm. Like the, the, the lineup that we have now, like myself, Ike, Tom and Mickey. Yeah, so I feel very lucky to be in this band with these guys. Yeah. How did you meet Ike? Um, she posted in a group saying that she's looking for a band to sing in. Right. And at that time, um, I was in Banjax. Banjax, yeah, yeah. And happy in Banjax. Yes. But I needed another place to... Ex- outlet. Yeah, another outlet. Yeah. And I messaged her saying, I want to start a new band. Um, these are, This is kind of the direction I want to go in. I haven't got any other people yet. Do you want to join? And I will, I will um, do a bit of shopping for musicians. And she said yes. And um, I mean, a complete stranger. I've got no idea how good she is at singing. All right. And she she turns about out to be Ika. Like you've heard her sing. Yeah. Yeah, she's good. Amazing. Yeah. And really, really powerful and strong. Mm. Let me let me put it this way, okay? I've I've had I've had people be like man like you're one of the best guitars in shanghai or you might be the best guitarist in shanghai and i'm like y- you are so full of shit right now i can see it coming <laughs> out of your ears okay but when people say i think you got the best singer in shanghai i'm like damn right we do yeah <laughs> that's how i feel yeah and was it straight away very easy to write music with her and play live with her in some ways yes in some ways no did she have experience? She before? she had had a bit of experience performing. I think the yeah. biggest thing is um, language and cultural barriers. Mm. But as time goes on, th- these things are becoming a lot easier. Yeah. Well, were you playing covers there, or and what sort of covers were you playing? So we we started off learning a couple of covers. Yeah. What was her choices? Uh, the one that the one that I can remember is um, you make me want to die by pretty reckless. pretty reckless. There we go. Yeah. There you go. All right. Um, we had um, paranoid back then. We had um, Silver Bride by Amorphous, which mm. is one that I chose, and another one by um, Paradise Lost called Hallowed Ground. All right. Like those are two songs that I absolutely love, but we we didn't get as far as performing those live. They're kind of dropped by the wayside. So when you're picking these songs, obviously it's going to be a heavy style, not, yeah. not compared to Banjax. So were you looking for metal bass players and guitarists? or Kind of. I mean, here's the yeah. thing. I th- I've been trying to find the right words to describe us, and I think the easiest thing would be alt metal, like oh. alternative metal. Yes. But I've had to do a lot of thinking to, to categorize us as that. Because a lot of my... Um, it, a lot of my inspirations mm-hmm. yeah a lot of those bands are heavier bands like extreme metal bands like yes. um arch enemy or opeth or cannibal corpse would you believe it yeah right. um there, there's there's one part in a song that you wouldn't believe that i had mayhem in my head when i wrote ah interesting yeah um but it's not the same style. It's just those are the um, inspirations. One interesting thing is like we, we have a we have a softer side too. Like we have the acoustic EP yes. and stuff, and um, certainly like the last uh, last two songs on the record for sure, um, Daniel and Coda, right? 
those are those are mine. Um, and so like, I, I want to stress that, like, I, I don't, I don't know if anyone's actually like said this or thought this as like the, the sort of implication that like the, the softening feature or whatever, the, the thing that kind of like moderates us and makes us more melodic is Ika. No, Ika can scream bloody murder. Okay. Like she, and she, and she loved like the louder and heavier and nastier it goes. She's like, I love this. This is awesome. No, no. The, the softening influence is me. Okay. Right. I'm, I'm the quivering pussy. Okay, like I, I am, I'm just like you guys. Have you guys listened to XO recently? Has anyone listened to Basement on a Hill? It's a very underrated record in Elliot Smith's discography. Does oh anyone my. like Heat Miser? And everyone's like, "Shut up, nerd." So uh, this man here, he mentions being the quivering pussy. He's also a big fan of Tool, which. It's good, actually, because some of the newer songs have um, a lot of Tool in them, mm. which, you know, t Tool songs are very uh, multi-layered. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Got and, a lot of toms on the, on the, yeah, on the drums. It's, yeah. It's fun to play. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, it's, it's very good for an audience. Mm. Like. The dynamics are everywhere. I say that in a good way. Like the, the, the dynamics shift a lot. You know, it, ma it makes the music more exciting. Yeah. And then, like, I've heard songs where you've got keyboards uh, in it as well. Who's playing keyboards? Uh, okay, so some of that um, on the recordings would be Reed right. from Desert Ties because he helped us mix a couple of the songs. Um, some of that would be... Um, midi tracks that i make in guitar pro and then oh yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and the intro um thomas wrote it right i put it into midi and then gave it to david kalman the guy that fronted banjax and he's also a very good um he's very good at that kind of thing so the intro that we have now he had the final part to say on it you'll hear it later and it's also at the start of the album Right. Mm. So this album is actually coming out today, or it's already it, it's officially out, yeah. out today. It's out, yeah. So, uh, what's the feedback been from from other people? You well, 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 Desert Tide says congratulations, but again, it's like a little bit of inside <laughs> baseball, you know, just like a little bit incestuous. Like Reed immediately saw that we dropped it; he just logged onto Netties to say it and stuff. Yeah, no, we're, we're um, like holding back all the screaming fans. <laughs> <laughs> People outside my house right now. Yeah, trying yeah, right to get now, in. yeah I can see them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Guys, give me give me 30 minutes for them. Come on, just 30 <laughs> minutes. We wanted to do this podcast for like 12 months. So come on, come on. maybe even longer. Mm. But yeah. I mean, yeah, th those that have heard it have given us good feedback. Yeah. Um, whether, whether that means that the people that don't have good feedback have filters. Hmm. You know, I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Um, I mean, so, something I'd like to uh, do in the future, because I mean, we're, we're still small players. Hmm. And, um, you know, in, in order to not be such small players, you need to get um, the press involved. You yeah. need to get influencers involved. Hmm. Basically, people with an audience that can let other people know that we exist yeah so um that's something i kind of want to look into are there plans for like japan and like 
Oh, International. I, I, personally, I would love to bring this band um, home. Yeah. And I'm sure it's the same for, for T here. It's it's like our, our singers from uh, Harbin, which is a very long way away. Right. And I'm sure she would also love for <laughs> us to go up there, which is probably yeah. a bit more realistic than the others at the moment. Like Mickey's from Ireland again. Like just, just being able to have our families and friends yeah. back home see us play. That would, yeah. that would be awesome. Yeah. And you're still getting people watching it, you know. From from well, um, yeah, my, my brother the... is very active on our Facebook page. Right, so there's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's that much. You know, I got I got I got a few folks uh, rooting for me, <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, I mean, you know, so we we've got we've got some Western social media. You know, we've got Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, that kind of thing. Mm. I uh, so I I'm also an admin on Facebook, so I can see like all the activity that Stephen's doing. He's just he's like just pushing out this propaganda campaign constantly <laughs> it's starting to work actually uh, but it's like I, i'll like wake up it's like 18 notifications on fucking facebook that i only use for memes now and then it's but, like what is this it's like oh it's from siren <laughs> but i love that yeah. i think that's great yeah there's not it's, too it's, many it's necessary there's not too many people doing it and people are gonna eventually god mm. damn it who's this steven guy you yeah. know if he keeps doing it obviously something's working and yeah. eventually the, you're gonna click on to you know it is a thing like i my favorite person from guns and roses is is, is izzy stratlin mm. and izzy stratlin is invisible i i mean he's invisible but he's also a genius yeah um not quite as invisible but another guy that i think's a genius and an underrated drummer there's going to be a lot of drummers that are going to be like know about this uh, you're a metallica fan you know what i'm talking about mm. Lars. Yeah. Yeah. Lars is... Um, Cups a lot of shit. He does, but you would... I mean, Lars is surrounded by three way better musicians. There's no, yeah. There's yeah. No, but true. those guys would not have their platform. They would not have anything near their platform if it was not for Lars in the background Yeah, making things happen. Yeah. Like, the, the guy is a fantastic businessman. And he's not an awful drummer either. Like... Yeah. Um, I think it's a bit yeah, harsh. When, when sometimes. people, yeah, when people get on his back, it, it bothers me. Maybe the sound on some albums uh, is a little bit. How are you going? I, I, but you no, know, I, I, I don't. He's drumming. Also, I also do not care about that. Like, yeah. um, maybe the sound on. Um, you're thinking of. Um, Saint Saint. 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 Oh, Saint Anger. I'm thinking yeah. Saint Anger. Maybe yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Maybe the sound on Saint Anger is not for everyone. Yeah. It's. But it fits different. That, it but fits it fits that the album. raw sound. Yeah, it is. It's raw. Very yeah, raw. That, I mean, guys, that album's dark. Shit. <laughs> okay, like, stop, stop. <laughs> I like, I like the opening track, um, TikTok, and there's there's one about the Hangman. I forget what it's called. I there are two songs on that album that I really like. I think when you watch the songs live, I think they sound a lot better. And he's putting guitar solos on uh, where they were supposed to be. Fucking finally, yeah. <laughs> and he's not and playing an empty beer keg to uh, <laughs> on, on the fucking snare. Yeah. Oh, it, wait a minute, guys. I have a great idea. Kirk Hammett should play a solo. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it is strange that that album has very, very few, if any, guitar solos, right? For, from Metallica. Yeah. It's like um, Slayer's... Uh, like Slayer released, uh, was it Diabolica? Um, without any guitar solos from Slayer. 
Wow. It's that era. It was a bit weird. Yeah. Yeah. They, they talk about it in the documentary. Yeah, the bit. documentary. Yeah. He was in there, like, doing a, a solo, and then they just said, we're going to never meet. Yeah. Yeah. And he just said, we're not, we're not, we're not doing it. We're just, whatever fits the song. And I was like, See that? I mean, that's the thing. That era. That era is not really an era where songs with guitar solos. It was Limp Bizkit, Corn, exactly. System of Down. But there are certain bands that that you know their songs become empty with it because they're not that they're, they're popular bands, but they're not pop bands. They're mm. not. They're not bands for the mainstream. Yeah. Like Metallica are a huge, huge band, but they're still, uh, uh, you know, they're a niche band. They're a mm. metal band. Yeah. Still so waving they, the flag. They, you know, they still need to do their thing. Otherwise, it's... You know, metal fans can can smell when a band are trying to change for the mainstream a mile <laughs> off. I thought that was this sentence. Metal metal fans can smell. <laughs> that, that's, that's, a, that's, that's the full sentence. Literally. <laughs> which is like it, true, correct. So, guys, I don't know if you know this, but we have a show tonight. Yeah, All three of us. Right. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I think we got to pack up and, and head yeah, out. 7 yeah, 7.15. Yeah, yeah. Guys, get you back on another time. We'll talk more yeah. after you've done a little tour and you release the next album. But uh, thanks, guys, for coming on. Let's rock out. You're doing great. You're one of Shanghai's rocking bands. Keep going. Don't leave. Don't, no one leave. You got a good thing going. But you're playing already songs from rock opera already? Not tonight. So tonight right. we were just doing the first album. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah. part of the tour and stuff like that. No. Yeah, yeah. Some of, some of the songs like... Sorry, some some of the songs that have hit the most, right? Some songs that people really responded positively to are from that record. So, you know, yeah, like yeah, we're really looking forward to everything in the future. Um, but tonight we just really want to celebrate like everything that that we've done over the past year and a half, everything That's that great. we've accomplished, and and Stephen's vision for this band. And um, yeah, just as a, as a closing thing, I can't state how much um, you know I I really respect Stephen's integrity, his work ethic, how how hard and. Uh, passionately he has worked on this project and and in bed um, and <laughs> <laughs> and um, and I'm really grateful to be a, a part of this band amen the last word oh man like that's it's nice hearing that because sometimes in order to you know get things done I can I can be quite pig-headed <laughs> and um, harsh but I mean yeah like um Stephen, everyone in a band needs a leader, someone that's mm. driving like Lars. Like Lars He's, yeah. yeah, you're like, you're Lars, the Lars of Lars, uh, of Siren. Lars, <laughs> Lars. Actually, yeah, but I, it's so true. I am the drummer. That's right. There you go. Yeah, and you know there are better drummers than me, so there we but, go. Like we we have a lot in common. <laughs> but again, you, you fit the style of, of Siren. So mm. social medias. Before we go, where can we find you for Australian okay, listeners? Okay, so. Um, and when are you, you going to tour Australia? Start, let's, uh, oh, man, that would be great. I've been to Australia once in my life. Um, I have a cousin that lives in a place called Orange. Oh, yeah? I know. Yeah. It's in, it's in the outback, but uh, yeah. Yeah, kind nice of. Nice little spot. So we are on um, Instagram, right? The the page name is Siren Band SH, like SH for Shanghai, not for like shit. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> We're on Facebook, so if you search for uh, Siren, you'll find us. With a Y. Siren with a a Y, yeah, that's important. That's also important for the Instagram. Um, We are on YouTube. Again, um, just search search for us by name. So any of our songs, uh, Gary, 
Marcus. We have a video on there doing a cover of Aerials by System of a Down. Come on. Um, Great song. Yeah. Um, any of those, you'll find us on YouTube. Um, can I quickly state the uh, Chinese social media? Yes. Okay. So, Weibo is Siren Yue Dui. Yue Dui, like uh, Chinese for band. Douyin is Siren Band. And um, our WeChat is Siren Band. And there you, you'll find everything about us if you're a Chinese speaker. Awesome. Mm. I always, my last question, I can't leave you. Who's your greatest inspiration slash hero and why? Mikhail Akerfelt from Opeth. And that is because, um, okay, um, so Opeth started without, with with all these other people and he joined the band. Mm. And from that lineup, he's the only one that's left but he's the main songwriter he's the face of the band um he works really hard he's a fantastic songwriter great guitarist mm. amazing voice both singing melodic and as a death metal vocalist and uh, you know a hard worker and i, I don't think there's anything not to to like about mm -hmm. him like, yeah. i think i think the man's incredible Tom. And I got to see him in Shanghai, which was great. Ah, oh, come on. M musical inspiration? Whatever. Doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It can be... It can be. Uh, Wei Xin ID, WeChat ID, a siren band. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, let's stick to music. Let's stick to music. Because okay. then otherwise we're going to blow this way open. Maybe that's for the sequel. Okay. The sequel podcast. Um, yeah, I think musically, um, it's actually interesting because it's, um, it's very recent. I, I didn't discover Elliot Smith until later in my mm. life, actually. Um, but then upon discovering his discography fully, right. And, and exploring it. Yeah. Um, it, um, it just really opened my eyes to songwriting and, and what is possible. What is, what's even just possible with one guitar, one voice, um, really opened my eyes in terms of uh, seventh chords uh, diminished. Um, his lyrical voice um, is just incredible. Um, his uh, ability to arrange, um, you know, he knows exactly where to put every instrument, everything in, in, in each song and just in a, a really uh, uncanny, like second nature kind of way. Mm. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I mean, that's, that's why I started uh, memory lane. Actually, that's a reference to a, a song of his from basement on the hill. Come on. Um, and that's, um, St. Elliot, the, the song I wrote as a, as a tribute to him, actually, that's what I played, um, when I did the lockdown concert. Oh, um, and that right. was, that was a big moment for us, even with siren. Cause that was before I started memory lane. And so when I did that, like we got, I think we, we got like 50 people in the band group chat that night actually because they they broadcasted our, our qr codes that was that was a big moment to kind of push the band forward in, in a certain direction and and yeah that it was a it was a tribute to my biggest musical inspiration great and then i forgot one more thing guys sorry 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 we're both playing at a big festival coming up in shanghai tell us about it shanghai calling oh, yeah come on okay so um hog simon sorts that out um he gets every uh every band he can <laughs> And yeah, everyone wants to be part of that. Like yeah. you say, he's had to cut it short, which is a shame because there were some even more great bands that were going to be on it that he mm. had to sort of um, let go just because they were the last ones to, to join the bill. That 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 festival is amazing. Yeah. I played it with Banjax. It was probably one of the, the most fun shows we did. Even coming on coming on after um, Flip House. Damn, I like, like to follow. They, they, oh man, no, you have no idea. You, can you imagine watching a band? Everyone's going nuts. Yeah, singing every lyric to their <laughs> song. 
<laughs> and you're stood there like holding your your drumsticks, holding your guitar. How are we gonna play? It? How are we gonna be? Yeah, I mean, we didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, flip flip house were incredible. Um, yeah. If the guys in flip house, if you hear this, like, you know that that's heartfelt. Stephen, Tom, thank you very much uh, for your time, and especially on a night like this, it's very special occasion. Yeah, we need to call it for car. the band. <laughs> so let's uh, go. Two cars. Yeah. All right, thanks, Greg. <laughs> let's get the hell out of here. Bye bye. We'll play.
Hi, I'm Nigel the Shanghai Psychic. I can tune into your loved ones in the spirit world, but I can also tune into you, tell you about your path and the choices that you need to make and need to know. I'm currently giving 30% discount on all Tell Craig Your Story listeners. Just use the code Tell Craig Your Story for 30% off your first psychic reading with me online at Nigel the Shanghai Psychic.